Welcome back to another edition of the Making the Madness College Basketball Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Jonathan Warner, uh, here to discuss uh, not only the releasing of the net rankings, yes, they are out uh, for the first time this season, just got released earlier today, uh, but I'm also going to go over what was a pretty exciting weekend. We had some really good matchups. Gonzaga took down Arizona. Oregon beat Michigan. Seton Hall is no longer the best team in New Jersey. That title belongs to Rutgers. Uh, all of that uh, exciting stuff. Uh, throw in Memphis there. Uh, Big Ten road teams just not being able to uh, pick up road wins. It is now... They're now... 0-12 this season, uh, Big Ten road team. So uh, I'm going to get into all that exciting stuff. Uh, but before that, uh, I make the ask, uh, please rate, please review uh, this podcast. Uh, you know, just be honest with the review. If you, you think the quality of product can be better, just leave an honest review. Uh other than that, we'll get into the show. Uh, we'll start with today is kind of a quick, you know, recap of the weekend's games. Uh, kind of run through what kind of transpired this weekend, uh, and then we'll get into the main topic for discussion, which is of course the net rankings that just got released earlier today. Uh, but we'll start out. Oregon took down Michigan. This was a really entertaining game to watch. Uh, probably one of the top three games from the year, I would say. Seton Hall, Michigan State, Dayton, Kansas. And probably this one uh, would be my top three list for best games so far this year. Uh, Anthony Mathis got out to a really good start. Uh, he was just on fire shooting the three. Uh but Michigan really crawled back late in the game, uh, even made it a game. Uh, you, you had Franz Wagner uh, had a big game. He had 21 points. David DeJulius, uh, Brandon Johns both played big games off the bench. I thought Johns did a really good job, especially on the offensive boards. Uh, Xavier Simpson didn't really have his best game, kind of got lit up in overtime. Uh, I think Jawan Howard probably could have switched in John Teske for Brandon Johns, at least a little bit offense for defense. Uh, you know, Johns was playing really good offensively, but, you know, I think John Teske inside at least would have made someone besides Peyton Pritchard uh, beat him. Uh, so, you know, Oregon anyway comes away with the win. Uh, gets the last second stop. Uh, Michigan had a few opportunities, actually. Uh, the controversial, who did the ball go off of? I I don't really know. It, from one angle, the main angle they were kind of showing, I thought it was off of uh, Xavier Simpson, but the other angle kind of at it the other way, I guess, stuck with the call on the floor. Uh, anyway... I guess ball don't lie, Oregon comes away with the win. 
uh, Anthony Mathis uh, had hit the shot to win it in regulation, except just it was a tenth of a second too late. Uh, just a really an entertaining game to watch. Uh, and Oregon now 8-2 and two on the season. They look, once again, like the best team in the Pac-12. You know, kind of struggled, lost a little bit in the battle for Atlantis. Should have lost to Seton Hall. Uh, did lose to both Gonzaga and North Carolina. Uh, but they come away with this one. Uh, so, I mean, if you're you're going to go in a you know four game stretch, we're going to take out the Hawaii game, of course. Uh, go two and two. That's not bad. Uh, beat Seton Hall and win at Michigan. While the only loss is coming to Gonzaga and now I guess a pretty terrible North Carolina team. If we're being realistic here, uh, but we'll get into North Carolina a little bit later. But overall, the Ducks are in a good spot. Uh, and I think in position, you know, once they get Justin back healthy, Nathalie Dante uh, kind of into the rotation, I think they're, you know, fit in to make kind of a deepish run in the NCAA tournament this year, maybe get to another Final Four uh, for the second time in four years. Uh, Peyton Pritchard's second Final Four. Uh, but we'll see. Memphis took down Tennessee. This was uh, a very close one. There wasn't a lot of made shots uh, in this game, but Memphis comes away with the win. Uh, a good win for the Tigers, especially you know, no Lester Quinones, uh and obviously no James Wiseman to still come away with this win. Just it says something about. Not only Memphis, it says something about Penny Hardaway, uh, what he has done, not just recruiting. I think we we all knew Penny Hardaway was going to recruit. He was going to get in his guys. But to lose two of maybe the four best players on the team, uh, one to suspension, one to injury, and still go on the road to a tough environment against the Tennessee team, that's really, really, really talented, uh, and come away with that win. That is that is very impressive, uh, and I, I'm overall just impressed by Memphis. Now Tennessee did they miss a lot of open shots uh, that could have gone the other way? Yeah, if Tennessee, you know, has a good shooting day, we're probably not talking about Memphis here. We're talking about. I don't know if we'd really be talking about this game uh, if Tennessee comes away with it because we kind of all expected Tennessee to win the game. I think if they play that game, you know, again, let's say tonight, for example, I think Tennessee probably would win the game. But you know, the fact is, when the game was played, Memphis won, uh, and that's that's impressive. And uh, just, you know, I think overall the talent level isn't quite there as it was expected. But still, what Penny Hardaway has done thus far this season uh, is extremely impressive and deserves praise. Uh, moving forward to kind of an upset 
Uh, Wake Forest took down Xavier. They won 80 to 78. This this is a loss. If you're Xavier, you cannot take this loss. Uh, Wake Forest is not really a good ACC team. I'd say, but for Wake Forest winning this game, I'd say pretty clearly Wake would be probably the bottom team in the ACC. Uh, they still might be the worst team in the ACC. So the fact Xavier takes this loss, that's that's definitely questionable. And a loss, you know, if you're Xavier, you're a borderline top 25 team, you're supposed to take care of this game. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And simply put, they did not take care of it. They lost, and, you know, that's not a good reflection. The Austin Reeves revenge game uh, took place also on Saturday. Wichita State won 80-75. to uh, You know, Oklahoma, I thought, was the better team for about 30 minutes of this one. But when it came down to it, Wichita State made a run. Oklahoma didn't really have a counter, and, you know, Wichita State comes away with the win. I think, you know, pretty similar matched up two teams uh, if this were played in Oklahoma I think it would go the other way uh, but it was played in Wichita and it went the Shockers way uh, j just as a whole this is a pretty entertaining series it's brought out a couple really good games uh, and this is no exception this was a fun matchup to watch uh, and for the Shockers a quality win they look like they are back on track after kind of stinking last year uh you know there there were some question marks with this team you know could the you know players step up that have needed to uh thus far the answer is yes uh they have gotten the necessary you know players stepping up grant sherfield as a freshman has been really good uh eric stevenson you know jamarius Burton, I think I said that right. Uh, even the freshman Tyson Antianti, you know, all those players have been really good for the Shockers this season. Uh, and, you know, we're good as they beat Oklahoma. BYU, a much-needed win for the Cougars uh, to get back kind of in the at-large consideration. They beat Utah State 68-64. to Yoli Childs heads 20, TJ Hawes. 16. Uh, just this was a win BYU really needed as a team. Uh, coming into this one, you know, eight and four. Sure, they have the win against UCLA, Virginia Tech, uh, but and Houston. But you know, they really need that signature win, and this was it. They got that signature win. Uh, really needed to get back in the at-large consideration. Probably get in in WCC play, they're going to need to take care of business. Uh, you know, you can't be losing to the Santa Claras of the world. They're going to need to take care of business. But if they can do that, this is a team I think can get back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, one of the earlier games of the day, Kansas State dropped to Mississippi State. Uh, Kansas State kind of led throughout, but 
you know, Mississippi State, a little cooler, calmer, under pressure, won that one. Georgetown beat Syracuse. Uh, let me just start out by saying Mac McClung has been an absolute stud, uh, especially since Akinjo left. Uh, Jim Beheim kind of got in trouble. He was indirectly kind of calling out James Akinjo was like, you know, Georgetown wins two of the games they lose if Akinjo isn't so selfish and, you know, shooting as inefficiently as he was. Uh, since Akinjo transferred, uh, you know, this is a, you know, Georgetown team that has been, you know, decent, I would say. Uh, they also had Galen Alexander, Myron Gardner transfer out uh, as well. And so now the Hoyas, 7-3, and three, I think now they are back in position to get an at-large bid after these last three games. Uh, the UNC Greensboro loss, you know, it's kind of a stinger. You don't want to lose that game, but still at 7-3, and three, uh, they got the win at Oklahoma State. They got the Syracuse win. They have the Texas win. Uh, Penn State and Duke are... are Really good losses, I would say. This is a Georgetown team that, you know, I think is back in the NCAA tournament picture. Speaking of Penn State, they beat Alabama 73-71. Uh, an interesting game there. Uh, you know, Alabama led, I'd say, for a lot of it, but Penn State comes out on top. Uh, this type of game, Penn State, in the past, loses. They didn't lose this time, though. Uh, credit to Pat Chambers and the Nittany Lions there. Rutgers beat Seton Hall 68-48. to uh, Miles Powell went down with a concussion injury. Scary situation there. He was asked, you know, middle of the game, or he asked Kevin Willard, why are we practicing at Rutgers? Uh, in which case, that's that's very scary. Uh, he was hit a couple times, uh, obviously got put in concussion protocol. Uh, his status for Thursday's game against Maryland uh, is still to be determined. Uh, obviously, we can't, as, as fans, we hope that he's available for that game, uh, but also understand there, there's a very real world where he's uh, in action for that game. Uh, and that that's just a bummer as a whole. Auburn picked up one of their better wins of the season. They beat St. Louis 67-61. Uh, St. Louis kind of made a game late, but Javon McCormick had a really good game. He had 20. Auburn comes away with the win. Kentucky took care of Georgia Tech like you're supposed to. Uh, moving forward to uh, kind of the primetime Game of the night. Uh, this will be the last one we touch on, of course. It is Gonzaga taking down Arizona. Uh, the Arizona got out to a decent start. Uh, but, you know, in the end, you know, Gonzaga, I think, just was the better team in this one. Uh, they... They just have a lot of players that can make basketball plays. Uh, and that's kind of what it comes down to. 
you you look down that r- roster, there's like eight guys that I don't think are you know, best players on any team or All-American level players. Maybe Petrusev, maybe Killing Tilly if things break right, but uh, I don't think they have any All-American level talented players. But they just have a lot of guys that can go out and make plays. And, you know, while I do think you need a star to win in March, uh, maybe they have that in Joel Ayayi, but, you know, they having a lot of guys that can just make plays wins you basketball games. Uh, you know, I kind of, you know, compare this a little bit, not quite to the extent, but 2018 Villanova, yes, they had Jalen Brunson. Gonzaga does not have Jalen Brunson, so Gonzaga will not probably reach that level of playing, but, you know, they had Mikhail Bridges, they had Amari Spellman, Eric Pascal, Phil Booth, you know, up and down that roster, they had a lot of guys who could make shots and score, and Gonzaga kind of has that with this team, uh, and that's why I think, you know, they're, they're, once again, a Final Four contender. I still think you need an elite point guard to win the national championship, which is why I'm not quite there uh, with calling Gonzaga you know, title favorite or anything like that. But certainly, they they should get a pretty high seed in this year's NCAA tournament and make a run, you know, at least to the lead eight, maybe Final Four. Uh, one quick game I want to touch on. I Forgot about this one, uh, but refound it here in the notes. Colgate takes down Cincinnati uh, in the ultimate what-are-you-doing game. Uh, Colgate ties the game at 66 uh, apiece. Jaron Cumberland has like eight seconds left. He's kind of slowly dribbling the ball and then chucks it up from half court with five seconds remaining on the clock. Uh, Colgate then gets the ball. Uh, on the rebound, Cincinnati player, I believe, Javen Cumberland, uh, you know, attacks, trying to get the ball and accidentally fouls the Colgate player. And Colgate makes one free throw, comes away with the bye game upset. Uh, moving forward to Sunday's game, uh, this was filled with upsets. We're going to start out, Minnesota takes down Ohio State, Ohio State. To that point, I think was the best team in the country, uh, and Minnesota just beat them. Marcus Carr had 35. Oturu was dominant inside, uh, and a really good win for Ohio State. They come away uh, with this one. Purdue lost to Nebraska. Uh, you're not supposed to lose that game if you're Purdue. Cam Mack had a triple double, uh, which is interesting. Chachan Burke had 18. Uh, you know, I guess coming coming into this game, you know, and the last one on Friday against Indiana, Nebraska really just looked dead in the water. They looked awful. And, you know, while this team is not going to be a tournament team or anything close to that, I do think credit needs to be given to Fred Hoiberg uh, for what he has kind of done uh, in the recent success. We'll see if they can carry that over uh, 
to the remainder of non-con play and into conference play if they can, you know, maybe get five, six wins uh, in conference play. Uh, moving forward, North Carolina lost to Wofford again. Uh, Cole Anthony wasn't in action. Leaky Black wasn't in action. Without, you know, without your point guard, Cole Anthony, and I guess your backup point guard in Leaky Black, there really isn't any in offensive initiator. I guess Brandon Robinson was that, but he's not really all that good. Uh, just a big cause for concern for North Carolina. Uh, we'll see, hopefully, Anthony's in uh, uniform as they play Gonzaga. If not, uh, Gonzaga might win by 30. And that's that's not even a joke. That's legitimate. Gonzaga might win that game by 30. Oklahoma State still didn't have Isaac Lekeckley. Uh, still beats Houston on the road 61-55. Uh, good win there for Oklahoma State. They were kind of sputtering without Lekeckley, but to pick up this win, uh, I think, you know, re-identifies them as a tournament team and one of the better teams in the Big 12. Uh, moving forward, we'll make some picks Uh for this weekend's game. But first we have to touch on the NET rankings. The net. They got released today. And Ohio State comes out at number one. Followed by Kansas, San Diego State, Butler, and Baylor. I think we all expected Ohio State to be ranked number one in the net. They had those dominant wins over North Carolina, Penn State, uh, and Villanova. You know, just a this is an Ohio State team that you know, despite that loss to Minnesota still I think overall has the best resume in the sport, especially, you know, with the net factored in. A uh, good win there. Kansas at two, no surprise. Uh Gonzaga at six. Those three are probably those are the top three teams in the country right now. Uh but you know, obviously, San Diego State, Butler, Baylor kind of sneak into that category. Uh, Auburn ha- is in at seven. Uh, Louisville eight. Stanford, the Cardinal, had a good season there at nine in the net rankings, uh, and Dayton rounds out the top ten. Uh, a couple, you know, interesting rankings. Michigan State's at twenty nine. Uh, Duke's at thirteen. I don't think that's too much of a concern if you're a Duke fan, but that's where they're at for now. Um, moving a little bit down, Virginia comes in at 39. Uh, interesting. I I think Virginia is a better team than their ranking of 39, but certainly, you know, this is kind of a reality check for the Cavaliers fans uh, who are saying. National championship and Final Four it should be the reasonable expectation. Maybe a bit of a reality check there. Kentucky comes in at 58. Uh, the Wildcats really haven't looked all that good this season. So to come in there uh, shouldn't really surprise anyone. Although, you know, it's an early season metric. Uh, they haven't played that good early in the season. 
North Carolina cracks the top 100. They came in at 95. Uh, behind Nevada, Sacramento State, uh, Santa Clara as well, uh, just in front of them. You know, that just kind of shows North Carolina's been pretty bad this season. And that that's where they come in in the net. Now, obviously, take these with a grain of salt. We are a little more than a month into the college basketball season. These are going to fluctuate throughout the season. Uh, Kentucky's not going to finish the season at 58 in the net. North Carolina's not going to finish the season 95 in the net. Uh, but just an interesting look at where teams stand right now. Uh, moving forward, I'm going to do some pick em. Uh going to start out with the Monday night games. Uh, most of you will probably be listening to this Monday or Tuesday. Uh, making them the picks, I guess the only real game, Texas Tech against Southern Miss. I'll take Tech to win. Uh, I guess you can also throw Northern Illinois against Pittsburgh. I'll take Pitt in that one. Moving forward to Tuesday's action, there should be better games on Tuesday. We have the Battle of Florida, I guess, or one of them. Florida State should take down North Florida. Uh, that'll be on the ACC network. Oklahoma will play Creighton. Uh, that's been an ongoing home-and-home. Home. Uh, really fun matchup there. I'll take the Blue Jays at home. I don't think Oklahoma will be able to kind of pound them inside. Maybe Doolittle can, you know, get a couple post touches uh, and, you know, help the Sooners out a little bit. But I'll take Creighton at home, get it kind of figured out. Home crowd advantage will be a factor. Miami plays Temple at home. Uh, give me the Canes in this one. I think Chris Likes has a good game. Uh, and then another interesting one, Stanford plays San Francisco. San Francisco's kind of been good this season. I'll take Stanford to win at home, although while Stanford has been really good this season, uh, I mentioned it, they rank top 10 in the net. Uh, this is the type of game that Jared Hayes and the Cardinal have lost in the past. Uh, we'll see if they can finally break through. Uh, moving forward to Wednesday's action, uh, we'll start out Tennessee at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati lost to Colgate. Tennessee, while lost, they lost to Memphis. Memphis is much better than Colgate. Therefore, Tennessee's going to win that game. Uh, East Tennessee State, I think, could give LSU run for their money. Uh, those two play on Wednesday. I'll take LSU to win the game, but probably going to be a closer game than it appears. Uh, will Michigan State get the first Big Ten road win of the season? I say I say yes. I think they beat Northwestern on Wednesday, moved to 2-0 in conference play, but uh, certainly I guess you shouldn't be surprised given the past results if uh, Northwestern beats Michigan State on Wednesday. Then the big one of the night, North Carolina plays Gonzaga. I kind of said it earlier, I think Gonzaga takes care of business, wins this one kind of handily, probably by 20, I'd say. Uh, we'll see the final result, but 
Gonzaga will win that game. And then also on Wednesday, St. Mary's plays Arizona State. I'll take Arizona State to defend. Uh, actually, I'd, yeah, this is in Arizona. They'll have probably the home crowd advantage, but I'll take Arizona State to win this one. And then the final one, I guess Kentucky plays Utah in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I'll take the Wildcats to win uh, that one. Uh, then moving forward to Thursday's action, Wofford plays Duke. There won't be... Uh, it would be hilarious if Wofford won this game. However, Duke's going to take care of business. Uh, with a questionable Miles Powell, I, for one, I don't think he plays. I think that injury's a little bit too scary. So I think Powell sits... Uh, e even if Powell plays, I'd still take Maryland to win at Seton Hall. Uh, but I guess may maybe Powell makes the you know recovery that he made right before the Michigan State game, then goes berserk uh, and Seton Hall wins. But we'll see. Uh, the toughest game Auburn has played this season, they'll play NC State on Thursday. I think Auburn takes care of business at home, uh, but certainly Auburn will have to play their best basketball to come away with a win that one. You're not playing Davidson. You're not playing Richmond. You're playing you're playing an ACC tournament caliber team in North Carolina State. Uh, they will need their best performance. I think Auburn takes care of business, but the Tigers this year, you know, this is by far their toughest game. Uh, to this point. Uh, so thank you for listening to the Making the Madness podcast. Uh, you know, just follow me on Twitter at Bracketologist3. Uh, and, you know, thanks for joining. I will have a guest scheduled for Thursday night. Uh, so stay tuned to that one. And thanks for tuning in.